begin as we usually do, my sisters. If you could just someone let me know that you can hear me so that I'm not uh, broadcasting into the ether by myself. You can do that by typing in your question. I see some of you already have questions already typed in, so that is awesome. Um, so you can type into the question box, Abiola, I can hear you, or press star 2 so that I can see you. Give me a second. All right, I'm not seeing any indication. Someone either put star 2 or type in Abiola, I can hear you. And everything's going to move a little bit, like 30 seconds. Oh, someone said, a few people said I can hear you. Instant Teleseminar, which I'm going to be mentioning later because this conversation is all about the tools and resources that you need to create your spiritpreneur business, your six multiple six-figure and seven-figure businesses. And so I'm going to be mentioning Instant Teleseminar. Instant Teleseminar, which I adore, decided overnight to suddenly change their whole interface. Um, so suddenly everything looks totally different. So there's like just a moment, give me a moment to just uh, get acclimated with everything. So, all right, so let's let's just take a deep breath. And I want you to let the world fall away from you. And I just realized that I keep saying it's lunchtime, but just because it's lunchtime for me, some, for some of you it's actually going into dinner time. For some of you it is breakfast time. So whatever you are experiencing, wherever you are in your day, know that this is where you are right now. Let's take another deep breath. I want us to be fully present Presence is actually the strongest spiritual practice. You know, we talk a lot about prayer and meditation and affirmations and all of these tools and about how to improve your relationships with yourself, with your loved ones, with your partner, with your business. And presence, being present, being radically present is the answer for 99% of that. And it's something that, you know, a lot of us in our current lives don't have because there's so much distraction. So right now, I want to challenge you to be radically present in this conversation. Presence is also a gift to ourselves because presence means that we have healthy boundaries. And for those of us who come from backgrounds as people pleasers or who have challenges like imposter syndrome or, you know, varying levels of anxiety and or depression, boundaries are something that we tend to have challenges with. And so right now, for this next time that we are together here in this conversation, we are radically present. I want you to affirm that. Say, I am present. You're somewhere where you can speak out loud. Say, I am present. And our challenge is if you start to stray, you know, some other bright, shiny thing pops up during this conversation or you have something that you can t- you need to take care of, when you come back into the conversation, I want you to, rem- to, to get your presence back by saying to yourself, I'm here. I'm here. You know, like, I don't know what they said in schools where you were, you were growing up, but in New York City, 
when we were, you know, when they would take attendance, we would say, present. So actually, yeah, let's make a present. You know, that is your, when you, when you realize it's mentally straight a little bit in your back, remind yourself, present. And I think that this is a, a, a small spiritual practice that you can take with you throughout your day uh, when you are having conversations and when you're doing whatever it is that you do. All right? So let us begin. Let us give thanks in advance for the blessing of this conversation, for the revelations that we'll have, and the magic that we are all together within this time and space. So I want to tell you that I have been so appreciative hearing from many of you about how fulfilling you found our last free call, which was about how to um, passive and multiple streams of income. And so if you're looking for the replay of that call, it is in our Facebook sister circle. If you haven't joined us yet over there, let you can you can easily do so at T-I-N-Y, tiny URL, T-I-N-Y, URL.com slash my sacred success. And I've posted it along with a kickstart planner for planning your own income streams, multiple income streams, and your passive income streams. Because as I said the other day, this is a conversation about abundance. This is a conversation about freedom. This is a conversation about us stepping into the women that we were born to be. So, yeah, (laughs) let's do this, all right? So today we're talking about tools and resources because any business that you create is going to need specific tools and resources in order to run. Now, the majority of us who are in this conversation will have probably 75% of our business exist online, and so they're very specific tools. Some are free. Some cost a little bit of money. Some cost a little bit more money, but tools that you can use to get started. So there's a question that I want to address that I see. Danielle, I want to give you, you know, all love and appreciation. She actually posted the question first. I don't even know what time she posted the question because I logged in to figure out this new instant teleseminar layout, like probably at about quarter two or so or 22, and Danielle's question was already in here. So, Danielle, actually let me know in the question box if you're on the call Let me know if I'm pronouncing your name correctly because you have a really pretty spelling, which I think is like Danielle. So let me know if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. So Danielle wanted to know if it's possible to start a business with $100 or less. And I want to say to you, Danielle, two things. Number one, absolutely. Number two, This is a spiritpreneur warrior sister conversation, so you have to be a little bit more specific. And the reason is that I am in the business of helping you to start ventures and enterprises that you are passionate about. So it's not just about any business. It's about a business you're excited about. You could do a business that, you know, there's there's a zillion businesses that you could start, but it doesn't mean that it's not something that you're going to necessarily be, you, you would necessarily be excited about. So it is absolutely possible and there's a great book that I'm going to recommend to Danielle and to anyone else who is wanting to start a business with a hundred dollars and it's called appropriately 
the $100 startup. <laughs> like, how awesome is that? And it's available wherever you buy books. I'm looking at it right here, right now on Amazon, the $100 startup. And they also have a website, 100, spelled out um, with the numbers, 100startup.com. So head over there, see what they've got going. It looks like they have specific resources over there, too. New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller, it says here. So I think that that will be of great help to you and anyone else who is wanting to know about how to do a $100 startup. Now, one of the key resources that I want to talk about is actually something that I accidentally left off of the passive income list the other day. All right? I neglected to mention videos, using videos as a passive income stream. And so what I'll say to you is everything that I said that applied to using blogging as a tool in your business, building a business as a blogger, everything that I had to say about podcasting absolutely applies and then some to using video. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit, and then we will get into over 20 tools and resources that I think would be of help to you in starting your business. And because I would love for this to be an interactive call, if you can just type in and just let me know, you know, all the sisters on the line who have access to the Q&A portal, the link to be able to type in, just let me know what kind of business you're interested in starting, uh, where you are in the process. Are you starting, growing, or trying to save a business? Um, and, again, what specifically, where do you need guidance? Okay? So just let me know a little bit of that so that I can know, because I have a long list of resources, things that I have used in the past, things I'm using presently, um, and I want to just make sure that the conversation is tailored to you. So type into the question box, let me know uh, what your business is, or if you don't have a business yet, what you're thinking of, and where you are in the process. All right, so let us talk about video. All right, video is amazing because video will have your relationship with the people who you're interacting with as a business person, it'll help you to have a more, a closer relationship. Because after all, we are Skyping and FaceTiming with our friends and family members. And so when we're watching our favorite folks on video, we are having the same relationship. Now, there are some people who will say, you know, oh, well, but it's not a real relationship and that sort of thing. And as I, as I said a little bit, I think, on the last call, I, I disagree. I feel because for me I'm an energetic, energetic person. Uh, we're all energetic people, but I happen, like all of you, to be aware of and um, in the motion of that energy, I think that that is a real relationship. And I've witnessed it when I've been in other places, in other countries. I was in Berlin like 10 years ago, and somebody came up to me because she knew me from YouTube or Black Planet back then or whatever it was, and, you know, she felt like she knew me. And I have those experiences all the time. And it's because video is such a powerful tool. And so that's why video belongs both on our passive income list and on our list of resources and tools. Someone 
also asked in the last session, you know, if you could build a business, if you could make money blogging. And I spoke about it a little bit, but I want to touch on that a bit more because I feel like I, I can't say enough about the power of you being the media, really, you being a video maker, you being a blogger, you being a podcaster, and it applies no matter what your niche is. If you are a doctor, like my friend Dr. Phoenix, who is based in Maryland, she's built her, she left her, she left her medical practice. And, you know, folks thought that she was crazy because she left her medical practice to focus on her YouTube. But what they didn't realize is that YouTube was just the gateway for people to learn about her, and then they buy her books. You know, she has a beautiful book about loving your natural hair that I read to my baby niece. She has, you know, her classes and her things that are all about getting fit, and she's built a whole enterprise around it. So it's the same whether you are... Whatever your niche is, the money, again, is not specifically in, you know, you doing the blog or doing the podcast or doing the vlogging, the videos. That is the front end of your business. That is like, you know, when we're checking out in the store and by the register, you know, or when you first walk into the store and they have, like, all whatever bright, shiny things to, you know, distract you. You know, there's gum, there's the chocolates, there's whatever. That's not their whole business. Right? So it's the same like with video or audio or using your blogs. That is inviting people into your world. And I think that, you know, the beautiful thing is that someone wrote a paper a few years ago called, I think it was called 1000 True Fans. And it was saying that, you know, all, it was specifically aimed at people in the music industry, but it's applicable to any industry, I believe, that all you need in order to make, you know, when I say make a living, I'm not talking about you scraping by and, and clipping coupons, no offense to that, but you, for you to make a living that is six figures and above, you know, all you need are 1,000 true fans, people who are like, this person speaks to me. I get her. And again, remember that it's not about appealing to everybody. It never is. You will not, no matter who you are. If there's folks that hate Oprah, hate Michelle Obama, and hate Beyonce, there are folks that are going to hate you and hate me, and that's fine. That's okay. All you can do, all the light needs to do is be the light, all right? All the sun needs to do is be the sun. The sun is like, here I am. I am shining. I am brilliant. I am beautiful. You take it or you leave it because I'm going to be here, <laughs> all right? So all you have to do is be you with whatever your vision is, and it could take a number of different forms. You know, again, don't think that, you know, your success needs to look like someone else. Look at Claire from Fashion Bomb Daily blog. Claire is an Ivy League grad who, again, left, you know, her pathway to become a fashion blogger, and people were like, what is she doing? And now she has built a business around it. And the business, again, will be, you know, we touched on this in the last call, will be the the fact that you now have, you've created celebrity status for your mission. So whether that mission is fashion, like Claire, whether that mission is fitness, like Dr. Phoenix, whatever that mission is, then you are able to, you know, sell and publish products around it, you know, like books, right? 
you are then able to uh, have events around it. It could be like uh, Donna DeCruz, who's awesome. I just posted a flashback pic of the two of us together on my Instagram, who is, she considers herself to be a sensualista. That's her brand. Um, or I may have it. It's it's something like that, something similar with to that. And she makes candles, and she does. She started out as a DJ, so she does these DJ rave meditation parties that are off the chain. Like that's a combination you wouldn't even think would go together. Rave meditation party, but she does it. She makes it work. She sells, you know, custom branded incense you know we talked in the other conversation about drop shipping that comes from you know around the world and it's her brand that she has created because she built a micro celebrity brand using her blogging her appearances her videos and her other content okay so that's why they say you know content is king when it comes to building a business and your primary areas of content are going to be you know either your video your audio or your blogging your video your audio or your writing that is going to look different depending on what your dna is right for some people some people love video love 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 video some people can't stand video some people love audio can't stand you know the other way around some people love to express themselves when it comes to writing, and so there's a different pathway that's going to be relevant relevant for them. Do what where go where you shine and shine <laughs> basically, and don't be afraid to express your opinion to be outspoken to be truly who you are. I feel like you know I was going to say the word regret, I try to stay away from regrets i don't think that it's a healthy way to go but if i had to say one thing that i would have done differently in the beginning of my career than now one thing out of everything out of falling on my face a lot of times the only thing would be that i wish that i would have started speaking up my mind speaking my mind and being who i truly am earlier that is the only thing that if i had to go back and do a zillion things over again that i would do i would start being me sooner so that is, you know, my soapbox lesson to you that, you know, there is, yes, you can absolutely start a business with less than $100. You can hop onto YouTube, <laughs> you know, and or hop onto iTunes and start broadcasting, sharing your message, sharing who you are, and then you monetize that mission. And that's what the Spiritpreneur Warrior Business Sisterhood is going to be all about. And as I've been saying, that the doors will open for that on Wednesday, March 1st, um, March 1st, Wednesday, on March 1st, whatever day it is. And if you are coming with me, if you're part of the Abundance Pray Love Bali Retreat, you are, you are already going to be part of that course. The doors will open on March 1st, and hopefully, you know, you will take that ride so that next year you won't be in the same place. Let's do this. All right, so let us get into our tools. Let me just check and just see your answers about what you're trying to build. Okay, a lot of people trying to start various forms of, like, coaching or healing or training practices. That's awesome. Yay. Bloggers in the house. Yay. People who are wanting to do things with video. Nervous about getting started. 
that means that you're on the right track. If you're feeling, if you're feeling nervous, you know, and you're like, it feels like, you know, butterflies where you're excited, let's, let's reframe it. It's, 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 you're on the right track. <laughs> it's excitement. Your nerves are excitement. Let's reframe it. All right. So, spiritual business resources, my favorite spiritpreneur tools. All right, so I'm going to go down this list, get as far as we can in this conversation, and then I'm going to post a link on our Facebook group, and you can be able to just link from there. Um, and, you know, a lot of it will easily be Googleable as well, but I'll post the link so that you have it. Because, of course, it has my affiliate links in it. <laughs> and I need to post an affiliate link also with the book, The $100 Startup. So let me just add that in here. $100 Startup. Okay. All right. So I'm going to first start out talking about our website because that's where for all of us that your business will live. Now, there are folks that I have met at conferences and conventions with no website who are already you know, making, you know, multiple, I wouldn't say multiple six figures yet, but people who are making, like, a lot of money, like, you know, doing, like, maybe they can do 6000 a month with no website yet, you know, which for no website, that's pretty good. And the way that they are doing it is that they are either using their Facebook page and channeling traffic back to their Facebook page or using their YouTube page channeling traffic there, or they're using one of my favorite tools all day, every day, lead pages. Lead pages creates easy sales and landing pages. And if I had to pick, like, my top five resources out of, like, all the ones that I'm going to name for you, lead pages would definitely be one of them. What lead pages is, is it basically is at its most simple if you are trying to sell something to your ideal audience, it helps you to move past the the fear that so many of you have, which is my, getting ready. My website is not ready yet. Lead Pages allows you to use templates and easily plug in what you need to and set up a quick landing page or sales page called a landing page also because, you know, that's where people land after, typically after they opt into your offer. Opting in just means signing up, right? And just keeping it simple, keeping it real, keeping it accessible. So the beautiful thing about lead pages is that in addition to all of these beautiful to look at templates, that lead pages also offers, it has built into it, the conversion percentages. So it lets you know which pages are most likely to convert. Conversion is just the number of people that land on your page, landing page, versus the number of people that pay, put down their money, you know, click that link and accept your offer. And so lead pages lets you sort pages by which are the most high converting because you know, sales of any kind, and that's what, you know, ultimately a big part of this is, 
sales is, you know, has psychological elements in it. You know, there are people who can go really deep into it, and they're like, okay, well, if this page is blue, you're going to make more sales. If this page is whatever, you're going to, you know, like I've spoken to these people. I've actually, it's funny, I was having a conversation with the person who's going to be running my social media, and I like pink. My colors are pink and turquoise and purple, you know, and I know for a fact that, you know, blue is steady and it's the color of business and, you know, you want to convince people to come on board with blue. But that ain't me. And it's not my tribe. And I have to keep it real with I want. I need to look at my tools and my things that I have, including my website and my social media, and feel juiced up and excited about it. <laughs> so for me, you know, I, I'm not trying to convert anything by being anything other than who I am. And that's a girl who loves some hot pink, <laughs> some Tiffany blue, which you may call turquoise. I call it Tiffany blue. And some beautiful, stunning um, seventh chakra purple, <laughs> indigo, violet. There we go. All right? So, you know, <laughs> people can get – you can get deep into the psychology of it. And I think that you should, you know, still do the research and know what your colors mean. You know, Google the psychology of the colors that you're putting your business out there. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still have to keep it real for you and what feels – what where you feel at home. Because with your website and your, your sales pages and your materials that you're putting out there – you're going to be living with these things a long time, and so you need to feel at home with them. You need to feel good about promoting them. You need to feel, you know, excited to tell people to go to your link or go to your offer or take your card or whatever it is. And lead pages, the beautiful thing is that they help you do that because it just everything just looks so beautiful. Like, it's just so awesome to look at. If you go to – here's an example of a lead page. If you go to AbundancePrayLove.com, where the Abundance Pray Love Retreat um, information page is set up, that is a lead page template. Now, they have some templates that I believe are free. Let me look. Yeah, they have some free templates. Um, but actually, no, they're not free because you're paying a subscription. So they have some templates that are included with the monthly subscription, I should say. And then they have templates that you pay an additional fee for, an upgrade fee, and then you can purchase that template. All right? And then it's pretty easy for you or your your VA, your virtual assistant, or whoever you've got um, who's working with you on it to put it together. But it's really simple. You know, if you are not – if you don't have a team yet, no, no need to fear. You could do a lot of this yourself, all right? And I did a lot of it myself as a control freak um, for a long time. So don't worry if you don't have a team yet. It's all still very doable. The other beautiful thing about lead pages, if you go to the lead pages blog, which I believe is blog.leadpages.com, let's see, lead pages blog. If you go to their blog, they have downloadable templates for free. And so, it's, no, it's leadpages.net slash blog. If you go to their blog, like I said, they have downloadable templates for free, but they require people who know coding. And so if you don't know coding or you don't want to bother with all of that, I say just make the investment, invest in the tool, have it as a way to build your landing pages. You could easily, if you're still trying to get your site together, move out of not ready yet mode, subscribe to lead pages, throw up a page, put a link that forwards. Um, set up a forwarding link by a URL 
you know, by the, the domain name, set it up to forward to the lead pages page, and rock out. There you are. You're in business, and you haven't waited to build your website. As you can see, you know, I'll give you an example. Again, if you put, put in abundancepraylove.com, the, and then now when the page loads, if you look back at the space where the URL is, it says ownyourpower.leadpages.co slash love volley retreat. That's because it's forwarding. Now you can do, you can forward your link to where it masks, meaning that, you know, it continues to say abundance pray love and it, it masks completely that it's a forwarded page and that the people who are looking at it won't, won't really know at all, um, that, that they're, looking at a forwarded page. I don't do that because um, for SEO rankings, they say that it's better to just do a straightforward where then the real link comes up. But it's your preference. If you know that you are going to be primarily getting traffic from your mailing list or from your social media, then SEO, you, you know, and you're valuing SEO less, which means search engine optimization, then you don't need to worry about that, okay? So that I, – I don't ever want to hear <laughs> another goddess telling me she is not ready yet because that is a very simple and easy solution and a way to get going, all right? Then when you're ready to move into, you know, making your website itself pop, that, you know, WordPress – I can't sing the praises of enough – WordPress, WordPress, WordPress. It is free to set up a WordPress blog at WordPress.com. But where you want to move into is the professional game where you are setting up a, a site via WordPress.org. And the difference is if you set up from WordPress.com, their free service, the site will say, like, for example, abiolaabrams.wordpress.com. That screams amateur. It just really does. Like, the people I'm, – I'm right now going to just future project that, you know, even though I'm present, <laughs> that people are Googling you and they're looking for you and they want to book you for speeches. They want to book you for your writing. They want to invite you to this conference and all of that. So when they come to your site, they want to see something that doesn't scream amateur, which just WordPress, you know, in your title, it just does. So make the extra investment, set up a site, and the way that you can find free templates um, and, well, not, I don't know if they're, they're free templates, but great-looking templates that will do the duty of whether you're trying to set up a shop or a blog or just a plain, you know, website, whatever it is. Theme Forest is amazing. And, again, I'm going to put the links to all of this in our Facebook group, tinyurl.com slash mysacredsuccess. But Theme Forest is awesome. I've used Theme Forest probably for maybe 10 years. Um, and they have the full range of sites and templates that are everything, like I said, from whether you're trying to set up a shop to a blog to anything. And everyone should have, if you are in business, you need to have some form of blog going. And the reason is that a blog is basically just where you are updating content. It's updated fresh content. It looks different for different people and different businesses. But it also tips off Google or Bing or, you know, whatever your search engine of choice is. Every time you hit that publish button, it says, wow, this is a site that has new information. So it makes you, it helps you to rank higher in your, in the search listings. And it helps your 
clients and customers to know, okay, I, I can get to know this person. This is a business that's not stale or stagnant. This is something that is forward moving and is happening. Okay? And so you definitely you want to have a blog. There's a difference, I think, between having a blog and being a blogger. I say that having won a lot of awards for being a blogger. I don't consider myself to be a blogger. But I guess I am a blogger, but the only reason I say that is because I'm very respectful of other people's art forms and because for me it's only like a front door on my business. But I'll take the ta- I'll take the title. I'm I'm happy <laughs> I'm happy to, you know, to wear the hat. But I know that there are people who, you know, for them that is their primary identification and I'm just being respectful of that. Um but I think that if you are in business, you need to be blogging. And again, it can be you can you can hire someone, you know, to write an expensive post. You can figure out how you can repurpose pre-existing content. Suppose you have a post, a food blog. Suppose you're in the cupcake business. You have a and you have a food blog, and you know the way that people are learning about you is through your videos, your audio, or whatever. Or if you haven't started any of that yet, and you're like, what should I blog about? There are a zillion, if you go to YouTube, a zillion different people already making food blogs. You could, there is no um, legality in reposting someone else's video, you know, and linking back and saying, here's their video. It's on YouTube. It's public content. Feel free to post my videos. <laughs> that just helps me further my voice, and it and the same for anyone that you would post. So, say you are a cupcake blogger, and you decided you're going to post only cupcake recipes, you know, on your blog every week or every day. I'm sure there's enough on YouTube going on that you could be posting different cupcake recipes. It's not like you're pretending that the that the person is you. We could clearly see on the video that it's whoever, and you're going to give them full credit and say, you know, this week on the such and such blog we're featuring Susie and her cupcakes find out more about Susie at this link and if Susie has a major problem with it she contacts you until you take it down um and legally she shouldn't have a problem with it because again it's public and there's an embed code under every video but and and even though legally you wouldn't have to I would say that it is you know courtesy to just if, if she is not wanting to be on your blog, to just remove it and just say, hey, sorry, Susie, you know, my bad. But you don't want to do the same when it comes to writing. That is someone's intellectual property, and that would be akin to you pretending to be Susie in the video. The only reason you can do it with embedding a video or audio is that you are not masquerading as the person. You Please do not, do not, do not copy anyone's content. I cannot stress this enough. As somebody who has had my content copied and outright stolen, you know, when if the person would have approached me, I probably would have said, sure, go ahead, just put a link back or whatever it is. The other thing about if you think that you're going to go and steal people's writing, Google hates uh, duplicate content and will mark you lower in the ratings and say this is not um, – lower in the rankings and say this is not a site of value because you now have duplicate content. So if ethically it's not enough for you not to do that, there's another reason, okay? So in addition to once you've got your WordPress going and you've got theme farce and you've picked out an amazing theme, then you need DreamHost. DreamHost is where a lot of people get tripped up when they're setting up new sites or blogs. It is the hosting for your site. And you're like, well, what is the hosting? The hosting is the difference between free WordPress and paid WordPress. What makes 
paid WordPress paid is that you're not paying the WordPress company. You have to pay for hosting because WordPress is not freely hosting your blog. You've got to pay another company for hosting. The one that I really like is DreamHost. There are a ton of different companies, um, and I've tried out, you know, a few of them over the years. DreamHost, I really like the way that they've really stepped it up, and they sell domain names and, like, you know, different things like that, and, you know, awesome company. And, again, I will share all of these links afterward in our Facebook group. Okay, so moving on, now you're wanting to create content, whether it is books or, you know, your your yoga class or whatever it is that you want to put on video and all the things that you want to put out there. Let's talk first about publishing tools, because I know that a lot of you are writers, and whether you're a writer or not, I believe everybody has some kind of a book in them, okay? So the first thing, first resource I want to share is my amazing editor, because she rocks. She's awesome. Her company is named Red Pen from Rent, and her name is Alyssa McGowan, and I say all the time that she kicked my butt with my last book, and it was appropriate, and it was awesome, and I don't know, like, how I would have done it without her because I had, like, a semi-breakdown through the whole process, and I was like, forget it. I will pay you to finish writing this book, Alyssa, here, and just take my notes. I can't take it anymore, even though I've ghostwritten for other people. And even though ghostwriting is a, is, a, is something that her company offers, she was like, no, I'm not taking your money for ghostwriting. You're a writer. You need to write your book. Get it together, you know, and she coached me through the process. All good coaches have coaches. Alyssa McGowan is awesome, and her company offers everything from book design, you know, getting your cover design to the interior design, things that, you know, will distinguish your book from looking like it's an amateur production, you know. Um, Self-publishing used to have a really bad name because the books, frankly, used to look like crap. You don't want that. You want, for me and for other people who like to read, it's a it's a, a tactile and a sensual, meaning feeling, process. And so you want your book to look good and feel good and for people who book you to be like, okay, this is, this is awesome, and to feel good about your work and not be doubting it before they even read it, okay? People do judge a book by its cover <laughs> and by everything else. And just because you're a writer doesn't mean that you don't need editing. You absolutely need editing. Editors need editors, they say. So Alyssa McGowan, Red Pen from Rent, she rocks, and her company rocks. Okay, then there is Ingram Spark. I mentioned them in the last call. Ingram Spark is awesome. They're basically a book distributor. There are a number of different ones. There's Lulu Press. There's Smashwords. There's Amazon Kindle. There's Amazon Create Space. Those are all means of distributing your book. They're the difference between you just selling your book as a file on your site and you having your book out in the world where other people can be able to buy your book and um, from from different different locations. Okay, I will come. I will go deeper into that if people have more specific questions about that. Um, but. For, for now, I'll leave it there, and then I'll, I'll go deeper. If, if it, let me know in the comments if you need to know more about the different kinds of um, book publishing distributors and tools that I just mentioned, okay? All right. So then moving on to your coaching and teaching. We'll come back to with content creation broadcasting uh, a little bit later in the conversation. But for right now, a lot of you are – 
coaches, healers, teachers, trainers, you know, uh, consultants of some form. So, you know, these are, this is going to be the tools that, that the lifeblood of your business come through. The first one is Instant Teleseminar, which I'm speaking to you on right this minute. Now, Instant Teleseminar is pretty awesome. Um, it is like kind of like an old workhorse. It has stayed pretty much the same for a long time until apparently last night. <laughs> um, but I'm glad to see that they are upgrading because they did need a, like a little bit of a facelift. But I am a big fan of Instant Teleseminar. And in the links that I send you, I'm going to send you a, a link to a 21-day trial that they have, a $1 trial, which is pretty cool. Um what Instant Teleseminar is, it basically says it in the title. If you're wanting to do a teleseminar, now there are all kinds of free calls like I've, I used to do before I had Instant Teleseminar. I did freeconferencecall.com, and that's a, a great free way of getting set up if you want to start for free. I didn't like that, you know, I think somewhere on the call they said, <laughs> or when people called it, welcome to freeconferencecall.com or something like that. And I was like, after a while, it, it just wasn't where I was. And so I moved on to, I was like, I need to obviously invest in something. So Instant Teleseminar was great. You pay by the amount of people that you like they like everyone else they have different packages so i think that it's different uh whether you have like if you have a hundred people on the call on calls versus a thousand people that sort of thing each call is called an event so this is basically this is considered an event that we're doing right now um they have the webcasting where you can set up slides Right, you can set up slides so that you know, in theory, you and I having this conversation. If it was more of a a staged thing, um, I could have slides where I was going through and showing you a a pretty picture of each thing. Like so, right now, I'd be showing you instant teleseminar. I'd be showing you their graphics. So it has that. It has the capacity to record. It has the capacity to have various audio as either the hold music or the lead-in music. Um, and you can just do conferences that you don't record. And it also has the capacity for chat. So I really like it. It is what I also use to do record my podcasts, even though that's not, you know, they don't bill themselves as as that. They don't sell themselves as, you know, a podcast recording service. But it was for me, like, again, I'm about, like, going to the least barrier of entry let, so that I don't start to make up excuses to myself about why I'm not ready. So when I started, wanted to do my podcast again, and, you know, people were telling me really complicated things, you're going to do this and hook that up. I was like, you know what, I have instant teleseminar, and I'm already paying it for that. I'm investing in that as a tool. Um, I got a podcast mic, which is brand Alessis, A-L-E-S-I-S. And I was like, podcast on we're in business <laughs> keep it simple keep it moving forward right and then you can always upgrade later that's the thing for those who you know are not ready and you're preparing and you're trying to be perfect and and all of that it's really just a way of trying to keep yourself safe and safety is not the game that we're playing all right safety is not the game we're playing we're playing the game of you living on purpose you living out loud, you being seen, you being heard, and you being a movement. And 
That means that if you've got a setup, you know, even though I said me, it seems like kind of, you know, ghetto to <laughs> just say it, to be like abiola.wordpress.com. If you have to start there, start there. Start there. We all start somewhere. So start with that. Start with that and then upgrade as you go. Start with, with whatever you have right now. And it is not for anybody else to tell you, oh, well, that's not good enough or whatever it is. It's good enough if you're doing it, and then you'll upgrade later. So if it's free conference call, if it's, you know, WordPress, you know, whatever.blogspot.com or whatever it is, start with that and rock it, okay? Um, there is – I don't know if you guys know who Tavi Levinson is. She started as a blogger when she was, like, maybe about – 14 or maybe younger maybe 12 fashion blogger her mom was in the industry so she got a lot of attention and now she's like already like an exec and has her own clothing line all kinds of stuff and she's like 21 or something or maybe 20 um she started out and her blog became very popular with blogspot in the title as a brian boy who's also a famous fashion blogger and other people so don't let anybody's opinion much less mine or anyone else Stop you from just beginning with what you have. There is no shame in it, any of it, okay? The shame is in you not starting when you know that you have something in your heart that needs to be born. Okay. So another great uh, coaching tool is, you know, if Instant Teleseminar is about the audio seminars, and I wish that they would add video in so that it would just be a one-stop shopping kind of thing, but they have not up to this point anyway, um, is Webinar Jam. And Webinar Jam does for webinars, for vi for video webinars, what Instant Teleseminar does for teleseminars. And so if you wanted to have, you know, a, if we were having this conversation, and maybe it will just in the next one do it as a webinar so that just you could just see how that technology works. It's basically, yeah, it's, it makes it all very easy. Webinar Jam doesn't allow, like most of these services allow you to pay monthly. Webinar Jam is an annual payment, but at times they do have sales and that kind of thing. Um, but it's, I think that it's awesome. I, I love Webinar Jam. I love it. And Webinar Jam uses um, Google Google Hangouts as its video service. So Google Hangouts is basically like YouTube Live, but it had a different name for a few years. It was called Google Hangouts, where you could do videos with you and multiple people being in multiple locations and broadcast as events. And so Webinar Jam has taken that free technology that Google made affordable and available and created it, created a framework around it so that you could do webinars, which was really awesome because it used to be really, really, all of the webinar software used to be really expensive. It was like, you know, $1,500 a month or something, and Webinar Jam kind of democratized that, so it's pretty amazing, um, and it's worth the investment, even if it is maybe $700 a year now or something like that, but it's worth the investment. And if you don't have Webinar Jam, it's all right to rock out on Google Hangout and keep it simple, or YouTube Live. Keep it simple. Go to YouTube, um, set up a free channel, go to events in the in the dashboard, in your YouTube dashboard, set up an event or, or live video, and set a date in the future. Now you have a link. Promote the link on your Facebook page, and there's your free webinar. Okay? Again, keep it simple, keep it moving, upgrade when you can. The only reason why it's beneficial 
to have Webinar Jam is because it has all of the framework that allows you to um, have people opt in with their email address and those sorts of things that are built around it. It also allows what Instant Teleseminar just started doing. It allows you to rebroadcast something. Like, say, we're having this conversation, right, and I said um, – we're going to do it again at such and such date, but then I was going to hoodwink. Well, they, they don't call it hoodwink. I'm sure it's a different word for it, but I was going to hoodwink you like it was like a live conversation again. Um, they have that technology so that you would join the call and think, okay, this is happening live and it's been pre-recorded. It's got to be a better word than hoodwink. <laughs> if you are going to leverage your time, there it is. If you're going to leverage your time, um, then that then you can do that with either Webinar Jam or Instant Teleseminar. Let me, before I go on to the next one, just check in on your questions. Yay, I love that my London people are on the line. Yay. And my American people and my Canadians, I still love you as well. All right, so Charlotte says she has a Facebook and a blog. She hasn't opened either one of them. She's nervous because the market is flooded, and her emphasis is sexuality for women. And fear is what's keeping her from opening it, fear of not enough. And she's giving this, get, giving the same information as others. No one knows about her, and she's very shy about video. She has a file cabinet of ideas and blog ideas, but she's so paralyzed with fear of not enough. Please advise. Okay, Charlotte, I also see that you are in Miami, which is a hot, sexy city, so we are going to get you out of your comfort zone and get you creating something a little bit different. So, Charlotte, here's the thing. Everything is flooded right now because everybody from my two-year-old niece to, you know, my 70-something-year-old dad has access to broadcast tools in the form of a phone, right? So there's this conversation is flooded. People could turn this off right now and go find 100 other people having, you know, talking about something similar. But they're not going to talk about it the way that I talk about it because nobody can be me, just like no one can be you. So, Charlotte, the way to deal with feeling like your market is flooded is to go deeper. So you're saying your emphasis is sexuality for women? Let's be even a little more specific. That's still broad, you know? So how can we be more specific? Are you speaking to lesbians? Are you speaking to black women? Are you speaking to Jewish women? Are you speaking to single women, sexuality for single women, you know, for millennials? Are you speaking to older women who are trying to get their groove back, sexuality for divorcees? See how you can get a little bit more specific. What lights you up? Is it, you know, what about sexuality is it that you want to share? And then it doesn't mean that you don't need to talk about the other things. It's just then now here is a reason for people specifically to come to you. So, Charlotte, type in the box and just let me know which, like, you know, how can you get more specific when it comes to sexuality for women? You could be a, a sex toy specialist. You could be someone who... Um, I don't know. <laughs> there could be like any kind of like there there are as many ways as there are women and sexual practices and you know whatever like that you could get more specific. So get a little bit more specific. 
And then something that could be really exciting for you, especially because you're nervous and scared, and I think you should, we, we've got to walk into where the fear is. If you could have do a, do a test, and this is just for you, especially since you're shy about video, just dive in. No one has to know if it doesn't work out, right? Take an afternoon. Take a, a positive and helpful and thoughtful friend with you and have your friend come with you. Take your phone and you guys are going to make videos in Miami um, talking to people on the street. Do it for one hour. You can do it for 60 minutes. For 60 minutes, you can summon up the courage to ask women in the streets of Miami what is going on in their relationships or in their boudoir. Find a way to, to, to ask it that's not uh assault <laughs> right that's not you know illegal and have that conversation with women again this is a video that if you don't like it it doesn't have to see the light of day it's your phone you can delete it you know or your camera or whatever and just go out and just do that and just see what the experience is see what people are saying in your market and that's a good way to get started now you have content for your facebook and your blog you can upload – Facebook allows you to either broadcast live or upload videos to Facebook for your blog. You can also post the videos. You can broadcast the videos. You can post them to your YouTube. You can post them everywhere. You can take still shots, and that's for your Instagram. And now you are then developing your voice, developing your personality, developing who you are in the marketplace, and then we're learning about why we should listen to Charlotte rather than, you know, the umpteen other women who are talking about the same thing, okay? All right, so let me go on with our tools. But yay, you, Charlotte. All right. All right, so let's see. Life Coach Office. Now, Life Coach Office, I used to use in the beginning when I started coaching, and I was new and they were new. I don't use them anymore. Life Coach Office is great, though, if you have a practice that is built on one-on-one -on -one clients. And so if you are doing anything with one-on-one -on -one clients, and as I said, if you are going to build your business where you don't, you're, you're wanting to move away from working with people one-on-one, -on -one, it's still good to just do it in the beginning because it will inform your work and help you to be able to go deeper. Life Coach Office allows your clients to have a structured way that they can receive information from you and answer questions and questionnaires and uh, presents present questionnaires in an organized fashion, and it just makes everything much more clean and organized, especially if you are a one-person coaching or consulting business. It helps you to, to see who has paid what, invoices, everything is cleanly organized. And again, like I said, it allows, you know, your clients to be able to ask you questions that maybe at a time when you're not available and have a dialogue in a way that does not does not break into your boundaries, frankly, because boundaries are a thing. It's a very real challenge. Um, like I was talking, I'm, I touched on a little bit at the beginning of this call, and so rather than, like, having 100 people emailing you all kinds of things, if they are putting it into the portal, like Life Coach Office, and two others that I'm going to mention in a bit, then whenever you log in, you can then see and be able to respond. And so then you can have office hours, you know, like they do in universities where you say, okay, Fridays from 
12 to 12 p.m. to 6 p.m., I am available for open contact, you know, emails or whatever have you with my coaching clients. And so it's a very, very valuable tool. Two other similar tools. One is Jigsaw Box, which, again, I used for a really long time. I don't use any more. Um, but Jigsaw Box, again, is a great tool for if you are doing one-on-one as well as groups. But it, it really is a value um, for, for actually for either of those reasons. And it was it was recently sold by the owner who was this amazing entrepreneur, woman entrepreneur from Australia who is a mom and created this business because she wanted to leverage her income and rather than being than working with people one on one, she wanted a way to work with people in groups. And this was before the whole um, technology allowed us to be able to do this this easily. And so she invented, she created Jigsaw Box, got someone else to code it, and recently cashed out and sold the business. Now, another one that I currently use that I really like is Teachable. And Teachable is amazing, awesome. Um, The moderator has left the conference. about that my loves I think that I might have pushed something on my phone but I was in the process of I think singing the praises of teachable if I missed anything else um in between if you missed anything else type it into the to the uh the Q&A box and let me know but teachable I love I adore because it allows you to set up your own school and it allows you to set up your own sales pages so if you can't currently afford I don't like the word afford if you currently are not able to make the investment in both teachable and lead pages then you want to stay with then then just go for teachable for right now if you're wanting to teach group courses what lead pages does that teachable doesn't is that they create like just much more beautiful visually um, interesting pages and better layouts that allow you to embed video and multiple things that if you're creating an information page or sales page or landing page all the same thing uh, it allows you to be able to do that in a diff- in a more organized fashion so hopefully what we're hoping for is that there will soon be a, an integration between teachable and lead pages there's some petition going around that I recently signed, so I don't know how valid that's going to be, but we'll see if that happens, and that'll be very exciting. But Teachable is awesome. Okay, Skype, good old Skype is great for doing coaching calls and interviews if you have any kind of a podcast, and it's a free or low-cost option. So Skype, I think, is great. There's also additional software that you can buy to record with Skype, but because of Skype and the the blessing of Skype that I've been able to have coaching clients everywhere from Asia to the UK, throughout Europe, et cetera, um, to other states because 
of Skype. And so, you know, you know the benefits of Skype. I don't have to sell you on Skype, but I'm just letting you know that it is a key business tool. And don't get steer, you know, don't don't get there's there's some of some some forms on Skype where you have to pay um and it, and it's it's not clear <laughs> to me, but there's sometimes like when I think it's when you're calling to someone's mobile phone that I I don't know. I have no idea, but sometimes Skype appears to be free and then sometimes it you have to pay for it. Um, and being that everybody is on a mobile phone anyway, I don't know, I, maybe it's video calls are free and audio calls you've got to pay for. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Don't let that be a reason to steer you away from a tool. So often I hear spiritpreneurs being like, yeah, but that costs money and you're trying to do everything for free. Well, that's great, but if you were opening up a corner store, would you be trying to do everything for free? Do you not believe in what you're doing? There's a difference between if you don't have access to money and if you have it and you're, you're, you're prioritizing different things. If spending money on cable, no offense against cable, I love, you know, love TV as much as the next person, but if spending money on cable is more valuable to you than investing in your business, then you're saying right there what your priorities are. And so rather than having the constant thought of, well, that cost that costs money and still coming with this like poverty victim consciousness that you cannot spend money as a grown woman to invest in your business and your dream, again, it's different than if you just don't have it. There's times I know I have not had it. That's different than you have it and you, you're, you're claiming you don't have it because you're spending, you know, X amount of money shopping or, you know, whatever it is. And, again, I'm all for shopping. I love shopping. I'll be going shopping after this conversation. I'm all for cable. I'm all for whatever. I'm just saying that your the way that you invest your money says what your priorities are. And if you are whining – to me or to whomever about why do these things cost so much when they're an investment in your future and you know if you know that your business is going to make money and you want other people to invest in you you know or in your services why are you not investing in yourself i'm just saying soapbox all right so another great free tool uh is google google docs most of you probably already use Google Docs. If you don't, get on it, get with it. It's a great way to be able to communicate with your team and share your documents, et cetera, for free. Um, along with Google Docs, Google, Google Voice is the lesser-known amazing sister of Google Docs. Google Voice is that for whatever reason, Google will give everybody a free phone number. You get a phone number. You get a phone number. You get a phone number. Um <laughs> And Google Voice will allow you to have a phone number that you can create that, you know, like I think that, well, I know that mine is 865-ABIOLA-TV, and it's really ABIOLA-T because that's the only number. We have seven digits in American numbers, but all of my stuff was at ABIOLA-TV, so that's as far as it could go. But I just tell people ABIOLA-TV, and the last number is um, mute, <laughs> right? And so, and that's a Google Voice number. And the the great thing that I like about Google Google Voice, well, at the time, no one else was doing it, but more people are probably doing it now, um, but no paid services were offering to send you a transcript of when people send you a voice, leave you a voicemail. And again, this is just good to just have boundaries. Boundaries are really important. You cannot, I can't stress it enough because I know that you are a tribe 
of givers. That's who we are. We'll give. And we assume that when we're givers that other people will realize, oh, I'm asking too much of her, and they'll hold back. No, they won't. They won't. And it, it pains me to say that. So you have to be clear on your boundaries because people will keep coming and coming and coming and coming and taking and taking and taking and taking only because you have a bright light and they want some of that light. And so you have to help them with the boundaries. And so if it means that you have a buffer like a Google Voice number or whatever it is where you could be able to deal with people in a way that is healthy for you, then I advise, urge, and encourage you to go that route. All right? Okay. All right, selling. Let's talk about tools for selling. Okay, so depending on what you're selling, there are different tools. And there are things that are free and there are things that are paid, like everything else. I mentioned earlier using Theme Forest to get a template to do – that they have a range of different templates um, – you can see an example of their shop template if you go to shop.sacredbombshell.com. That is my online store, shop.sacredbombshell.com. And that's an example of a sales template that I bought from Theme Forest. They have different ones um, depending on what it is that you're selling. And, of course, you customize it. You can customize it yourself. You can pay somebody, you know, um, to customize it for you and easily be able to start selling. But if you're going to use that as an excuse or as a barrier to entry, then I urge you to take advantage of something like Etsy. Etsy may be great if you are somebody who's selling homemade goods or handmade goods. And the beautiful thing is that the that I know people who have expanded the category to sell their web services, their graphic art services, all of those things on Etsy. So you could set all of that up and sell it on Etsy, Amazon, right? Amazon, you can sell anything on Amazon. And I think that at this point, you're really doing yourself a disservice if you're selling a physical item and it's not on Amazon and it's not, and, and as a backup, not on Etsy as well. Because there are people that tend, you know, there's an audience that tends toward Etsy, there's an audience that tends toward Amazon, and there's some overlap, but, you know, you want to be in both places. And I'm speaking to myself, you know, having done a recent audit myself of my business, you know, I my affirmation cards are not currently on Etsy or Amazon. You can go to shop.sacredmomshell.com and get them because the primary way that people find out about them is through social media, me sharing them or other people sharing them, other people Instagramming or tweeting about them or Facebooking them or whatever. Um, and recently I've, I've started to do Facebook ads with them. But definitely this year, you know, within the next, um, this current quarter, I definitely am going to have my team put my affirmation cards on Etsy and on Amazon. And in full transparency, the only reason why they are not on Amazon is that my heart got broken a little bit with like a crazy woman <laughs> when I listed on Amazon before I even started selling them. You know, I put them all up on, I put the, the African goddess affirmation cards on Amazon a few years ago when they came out. And like I said, they hadn't even sold anywhere yet. And I was so excited. I was like, yay, this is exciting. Look, they're on Amazon. Yay, look, I made it. And then this woman, because um, I had watermarks on the cards, this woman 
left a like a one star review and she never purchased the cards. I know that because they hadn't been sent to anyone and she said, Oh, she thought that the watermark was how the cards really were and she was like, Oh, the cards have her website on them, that's tacky and she left this one star review. And then I called and was on the phone with Amazon like 20 people from Amazon over the course of a week trying to get them to take down this comment because Amazon terms of service say that you cannot have commented with you cannot leave a review of something you haven't purchased. I know you haven't purchased it because I haven't mailed them to you. No one has mailed you these cards. They haven't been mailed to anyone, so you don't have them. No one has them except me. And so, but it was a it was a loop in talking to them. It, it, you know, I kept starting over with the same person and and they kept just sending me form letters and it was a runaround and I just didn't want to deal with that and I was like okay this sucks and that my cards have a one-star review when they haven't even come out yet from somebody who hasn't purchased them and then I realized afterward that that person was selling cards too and it just hurt my feelings the whole thing just was yucky and so I was just like uh took my toys and went home as my friends say that I do took my toys I went home and I was like I don't want to play anymore on this um this playground but you know here I am now a couple years later a little bit older a little bit wiser and so whatever um I know that people love the cards who actually have the cards and so I will have them relisted on Amazon and then we'll flood it with our positive reviews and knock out her crazy insane uh one-star review for some something she's never owned or seen in real life in person so and with Etsy you know being that they they take vintage and handmade items, some people have books up there. Some people have, like I said, their services up there. So look at it. Go to, go to Etsy, play around, be creative, see if there's a way for you to post your services there, okay? All right, so let's talk about your mailing list and your autoresponder. An autoresponder just means the automatic way that – you respond to people who sign up for and are part of your email list, and it's called an autoresponder. There's one call that's very well-known called Infusionsoft. Some people call it Confusionsoft because it's very complicated and very confusing, um, although they assure me that they have now kind of revamped it. Uh, I played around with Confusionsoft and was like, nope, again, I want to go shortest path from A to Z. And AWeber for me was more professional than MailChimp and some other things at the time. They had more options and ways to segment and organize your mailing list and, you know, have multiple mailing lists, et cetera. And so AWeber has been great for me. I've been happy with them. And so I will, in this link that I'm going to post on Facebook after our conversation, it's going to include a link to AWeber and a link to AWeber's Guide to Email Marketing which is awesome. Um, and if you haven't gotten my guide to email marketing, you definitely want to log in at manifestyourbusiness.com and pick that up there. But the AWeber guide, I think, is a great supplement because that's their whole business. They're only in the business of email marketing. So I found that to be a helpful jump start. Okay? All right. So when it comes to selling, other platforms that may be helpful, CD Baby. That's for my singers and musicians, but also for people who are selling, you know, maybe audio versions of their lessons or talks. That's where my meditation albums live. Uh, there's also eJunkie. eJunkie.com 
is great for selling any kind of a digital file, which includes books, which includes lectures, which includes, you know, for those of you who are doing like yoga DVDs and DVDs and quotes, you know, uh, so that's awesome. Then there's my good friend WooCommerce. WooCommerce is also a service that I really, really like. Um, there are a number of different services that you can use for doing any kind of online selling. So, you know, the sky's the limit. Do your research. I really liked WooCommerce. There's Shopify um, and a number of different things that, you know, are where you're kind of like a part of the other person's platform. And, again, if that's what you need to do, roll with it. People have built multiple six-figure businesses on Shopify, and so go with that. For me, I always like to, if possible, try to own as much as, of the platform as possible. And so that's why if you go to shop.sacredbombshell.com, what you're looking at is, like I said, a theme forest template plus with WooCommerce framework on a WordPress blog right? WordPress site with WooCommerce. WooCommerce is a plugin uh, that you pay for in, in order to be able to sell your items. And so I really, really like WooCommerce. It has ways that you can um, program it to keep track of inventory and all, all of those kinds of things. I think WooCommerce is awesome. And the reason why I prefer to, one of the reasons why I prefer to have my own platform, and I explained this to a client the other day, you know, she had her amazing business set up on Shopify. And again, if you've got to go that way, go that way. No shade towards Shopify at all. They're awesome. But with what she was doing and the vision that we have for what she's doing, I said, well, do you think if Oprah right now set up a website, is it going to be on Shopify or is it going to be on Oprah's platform, right? And so with the vision of what she's building and the means that I know that she has to be able to do it, WooCommerce or another kind of plug-in or way that she could do it and it be her own platform was the way to go. All right? But, again, begin wherever you are. Okay. So additionally, um, with Amazon, we touched on Amazon affiliates in the last conversation. If you haven't heard that conversation, you can find the replay in our Facebook group. And another thing that you'll need when selling, of course, is to keep track of your money. And so FreshBooks, I think, is awesome for an online bookkeeping software. FreshBooks, until you can hire a bookkeeper, is great. There's QuickBooks, and then FreshBooks came out later as, um, I guess, a kind of updated competitor of QuickBooks. So you can just take a look at, and see which one works best for you. There are also, you know, you could get a really inexpensive bookkeeper to work with you. There's Bench, which I love. Bench will help you to have an actual bookkeeper to work with you and work with your stuff. And Bench is not that expensive at all, um, depending on what your business is and, um, you know, how you're going. If you are if you are a $10,000 a month business, which is what, you know, the starting goal for every single goddess who is on this call, then bench is about like about 100, 100 and something dollars a month, um, which, again, is not expensive to have somebody organize and stay on top of your money, right? Because we're big girls, grown goddesses, able to have money conversations in a positive way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So 
Let us get into broadcasting a bit more. We touched on writing tools, and we touched a little bit on podcasting tools. Let me see. And then there were a couple of others that I wanted to mention. So we talked about Webinar Jam. We talked about Google Hangout, right, slash YouTube Live, Periscope, live from your Twitter platform, easy breezy. Facebook Live is amazing. I was recently on a panel of powerful women, and to a woman, every single woman on that stage said that Facebook Live was one of, like, the game changers in their business. And so, you know, Facebook Live rocks. I probably will be, like, on Facebook Live, like, every day for, like, the next week, starting, like, from March 1st when the doors open uh, for the Spiritpreneur Warrior Business Sisterhood. And the really great thing is that just like you and I are having this conversation here, it allows it to be more interactive. Um, not everybody is on Facebook, so that's the drawback to it. But, you know, it's still – it's it's the best way to jump in and have a live moment and conversation with your peeps. All right. Now, Tipcast. Tipcast, I would say, I don't know that they're necessarily the best. I've just been with them a really long time. <laughs> and Hipcast is how I get my podcast on iTunes and organize my podcast, etc. And I started podcasting back before it, I don't I, it was when it just came out like literally my first podcast was in 2005 because I'm a firm believer in jumping in and making something happen like I told Charlotte jump in scare yourself do it if it sucks it doesn't have to see the light of day um and just and that's how you move forward and that's how you grow and so I've been with Hipcast since that time they have not done me wrong what I like about Hipcast I think is that at least at the time you pay by how much um how much bandwidth your your broadcast stuff is taking up um and there's a broadcast stuff is a very technical official term by the way and so hipcast rocks i love hipcast and i currently have three podcasts on there i have spiritpreneur school podcast which if you're not subscribed subscribe on itunes um, the new season starts April 1st, but I also just post all my YouTube videos and interviews I do with other people and everybody over there. I have the Goddess Factory podcast, which basically at first I was trying to keep them separate, like one was self-love and one was self-launch. Then now it's all the same thing. It's all self-worth. Um, you know, it, it's all the same thing. So Goddess Factory was what my first podcast was, and then because the, I already had an audience that was there for so long, I just started, when I started podcasting again, update, up, uploading new episodes to that same feed or channel. And then I have the Abundance Pray Love podcast, which is a new podcast that I just started doing, and it's going to have a finite amount of episodes. I started doing it with Medina, who is the Australian healer that I'm partnering with to create the Abundance Pray Love Retreat. And we are doing teachings based on Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And so that is very exciting. You definitely want to check that out because I'm posting my episodes on on the channel for, uh, it's called The Feed, but Feed is basically a channel, keep it simple, um, for Spiritpreneur School podcast or The Goddess Factory. But if you want to get the whole thing, and I, and I assure you that you do, um, you definitely want to subscribe to that. I'll also be posting those in our Facebook group, of course. All right, so 
Additionally, for broadcasting, Logitech makes the best webcams. I love Logitech. Again, if all you have is your camera that's in your computer, roll with that, rock with it, lean with it, make it happen. Um, it was a very New York moment of me, right? <laughs> rock with it, lean with it. Um, and if not, then your phone. I have to tell you, my Logitech camera, like, suddenly went really weird a couple of months ago and started, like, just broadcasting, like, really poor quality. And it may be that maybe my computer is overloaded. I don't know what was happening because it was a new camera that I'd only had for two months. And so while I was doing research, which I'm still doing, you know, on what's the next camera to get, and because, like you, I'm going to be researching forever Again, you don't let your dreams be held up by your getting ready or researching. I just started recording my videos in the meanwhile on my iPhone. And so that's what I've been doing for the past two months or six weeks or however long that's been. And that's fine. Um, so Logitech camera, if not your phone, um, the Samsung phones also, at least from the commercials, are said to have a great camera. Um, people are shooting movies on iPhones. So... If they can make a movie with it, you can make a video with it. And the camera that I'm thinking that I'm going to get, what all of my research is leading me to, is the Canon PowerShot G7X. So if you're wanting to invest in a vlogging camera, this is one that a lot of people are recommending. The Canon PowerShot G7X. Okay? And let me just see. Because it was... It had been sold out, like, last time, like, when I was about to buy it, B&H and all of, like, the places suddenly were sold out of it. Um, okay, it looks like it's available now in most places. All right, so that's what you want to do. In terms of lighting, again, if you can't afford light, sunlight, daylight is the best light, very inexpensive. Take your phone, stand outside, have the light face you. Shoot, and there you go. Um, if you are wanting to invest in a light, those lights are called ring lights. Those are the best lighting equipment for YouTube. And they start at, like, their ring lights, like, for, like, $27 and $37, and then it goes up $89 and $199. The one that a lot of, like, the beauty bloggers use is called a Diva Ring Light, and that's $200. And that gives you a really soft, really pretty glow. Um I haven't bought it yet because, again, I'm still researching, but I know that about myself. <laughs> so in the meanwhile, I'm moving ahead with sunlight and the light <laughs> that I have in my living room, okay? So it's all right to be there with your notebooks and your files. Like Charlotte said, she had all of her files of ideas. Keep on with your files and your notebooks. Nobody's taking my notebooks from me. But you want to move forward still while you're making your notes, okay? All right. Let's see. <laughs> so that's the the Canon PowerShot G7X. I love it. Um, and the Diva Ring Light when you're ready to invest. But again, you don't need to invest before you're ready because maybe maybe you'll start vlogging and be like, oh wait, this isn't for me. And then now you've invested in the equipment. So make sure it's something that you really like before you do that. Okay. And in the meanwhile, just begin. All right. So for management of your social media. Hootsuite is an amazing tool. Hootsuite allows you to 
be able to organize and do your tweet your social media or Facebook or Instagram your social media, put it on a plan rather than, you know, knowing that you have to be there at whatever time to post X amount of times per day. It allows you to plan out your social media, basically. Uh, there are a number of other ones, but Hootsuite seems to be the industry standard. There's also another one that is really good. It is, I'll tell you in a second, I haven't used it, but Buffer. A lot of people talk about Buffer. A lot of people talk about Sprout, um, but Hootsuite is the way that most, professional people go, all right? So there's also a separate one for Instagram called Boostagram that my um, my new social media goddess said she's going to be using. So, you know, I don't know anything personally about it, but she said that it's kind of, it works better with Instagram than Hootsuite. Then with your social media, well, this is not really social media. This is team organization. So with your team organization, there are different softwares that you can buy to be able to organize and see where everyone is. So, for example, if you have two virtual assistants that you're working with and a transcriber and a graphic artist and, you know, a number of different freelancers or whatever, and it's, like, kind of crazy, like, with the email and trying to, you know, do it through Google Drive and everything like that, it helps to have a software to organize. And so I recently started using the Pulse, which is really, really great. Um, I did a bunch of research and came up with it, the Pulse, spelled D-A-P-U-L-S-E, was the best one for me. There's Asana. I had, I had it narrowed down to um, the Pulse and Asana, and like I, I said in the previous call, I almost didn't use the Pulse because I didn't like the name. I thought it was tacky. Um, <laughs> but it turned out to be the best one for me. So they're great. They allow you to, like I said, there's another one called Trello. That was the third one that, that we had narrowed it down to uh, so that, again, people are not emailing you everything. And you can easily keep track if you've got to get files to someone rather than, than them having to say, can you resend that or whatever? It's all there. Everything's there. You know, passwords are there. Files are there. Everything's there. I can look and see what each person has done or where they are. And so I'm slowly moving everyone over to that. Everybody who I work with, you know, who works with me is not already, is not on that because, uh, of course, it's a process in getting it set up and moving everyone over there. So I'm in the process of doing that now. But I've been really excited uh, with playing with it and over the past weeks and getting it all set up and organized. Another great tool is Zendesk. And Zendesk, again, is a good boundaries tool, but it's also a great growth tool because it, it allows you to have a help desk go along with your whatever it is you're putting out into the world. And so if you are wanting to seem more professional or if you're getting a volume of mail that you by yourself can't handle, then you there may be answers that you that always apply. So you could set that all up on a Zendesk. So for example, and again this is something that I'm in the process of setting up and having set up right this minute. So for example, there are certain things that people always email me about, right? So there are stock replies that I can have the customer service rep that's going to be assigned to me, stock replies that she'll do, and then 
if those then are not working or the person needs more information, then she'll come to me. Only if the person needs more information, right? So this is great because if you are doing any kind of business and interaction with people, there are always going to be issues. There are always going to be challenges. Even if you have a frequently asked questions or whatever, there's always going to be that. There are always going to be, like I said, boundary issues, people that, you know, it's, 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 it's natural and it's a sign of growth. And so to be able to handle that growth in a professional manner and have your clients feel, you know, the last thing you want is for the people who are doing business with you to feel like because you're overwhelmed that they don't want to bother you or whatever it is, you can have, you know, if you don't have assistance in place that can handle that, then you can have a Zendesk set up. And the other really cool thing that I like about them is that they'll assign to you you can pay for however many people on your team you want assigned to your account. So I only need one person, you know, like I only, let you know, with what I'm doing, I'm not running like a huge store or something like that. I only need one person. But if you're running like a huge store that has requires a lot of like hands-on customer service, like say you have a jewelry business or something like that, then you may need multiple people, and you teach them your language to speak with your customers and clients. You teach them how to sign off with your customers and clients, you know? So it's pretty cool and pretty amazing. Um, For example, you know, I will either have them sign everything love and magic, like I like to do, or passionately yours, and address people who are women who are writing it as dear goddess whoever because that's how I do business. So that's how I will have my Zendesk do business. So it's not about setting up something that removes you from your people. It is still your voice, but it allows you to be able to, again, leverage yourself, multiply yourself, right? So to give you a quick example of some of, like, the stock questions that I always get, the volume of email or uh, stock answers that they can do. For example, there are people who are always going to approach me and you, you know, as you go forward on your expert journey to speak, right? So whether speaking in person or speaking uh, on a webinar, online, telesummit, or whatever it is. So, again, Zendesk will provide a barrier layer to be like, okay, well, if you'd like to Abiola to speak for a public event, here are her fees, or here's her speakers bureau, or whatever it is. Oh, okay, well, if you'd like to interview Abiola, here's the interview form. Here's, you know, do you have X amount of audience or followers or whatever it is? Because, again, I have to leverage my time. So they will be able to handle that in a way that Especially if you feel like, oh, you hate to say no, you don't want to say no to everybody, you want to do everything, you know, that everyone approaches you, but you just, there aren't enough hours in the day, it'll allow that barrier to, for you to be able to have clean professional interaction without you feeling like, oh, it hurts me to, to say no, you know. Again, once you have a, um, once you have a blog in place, you know, and you can call yourself a blogger or not, but probably if you have a blog, you're a blogger. So, you know, I'm, you know, making styles, as we say in Guyana, I probably am a blogger. But, you know, people approach me every day and say, hey, I want to guest post on your site. So 
So that's, again, another stock answer that they could have. Um, you know, do you have a budget for that? Because chances are it's an advertorial. You're going to want to link back. So that costs money. What's your budget for that post? You know, they can have those interactions instead of me having those interactions. And then for people who are writing advice questions, you know, they can organize those in a folder. So, okay, here are all of the advice questions so that when I go there, there's that. So it just will make the interaction between me and anyone who is wanting to get in touch with me. Um, it'll be cleaner more professional, more organized. Okay. Freelancers. Okay, so I've spoken about, you know, using people to work with you on a freelance basis. I've talked about why I don't like the word freelancing for you in the previous conversation. But people who are working, let's call them temp workers, temporary workers who are working with you can come from a number of different places. There is Upwork which I love. Upwork allows you to be able to post jobs to people, temporary jobs, to people all around the country, all around the world, I'm sorry, um, to help you. Like, for example, um, on my last deck of cards, my designer is Indian-based, and she was Hindu, which was amazing to collaborate with her because, um, you know, she was familiar with goddess energy. And so it wasn't a foreign thing to her. And so, you know, it was beautiful to have that collaborative experience. And she's someone who I never would have met if it was not for that platform. So go to Upwork. If For those of you who are seeking work, you can also post yourself there with what your fees are, what your skills and your talents are, and make yourself available for work. So this is great for those of you who are wanting to maybe make money to support your business, who have writing skills, copywriting skills, graphic art skills, whatever it is, and, you know, for you to be able to make money from your sofa. Post yourself on Upwork with your skills, talents, and your fees, okay? Fiverr. I always sing the, 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 sing the song of Fiverr. I love Fiverr. I've been using Fiverr for maybe four or five years maybe now. Yeah, probably about five years, the, the length of time they've been open. And Fiverr rocks. You can find almost anything on Fiverr. Fiverr is awesome. Um, I ended up hiring a virtual assistant off of Fiverr, Fiverr, <laughs> Fiverr, and I have hired other people off of Fiverr, Fiverr, although, you know, they try to steer you away from doing that, but people who are leaving Fiverr anyway, and I've continued to work with them, who are amazing. Um, so those are two great ways to either get virtual assistants, get graphic artists, get transcribing done, for those of you who are doing videos or audios, for those of you who are just needing maybe um, website design or or even just help with any of these tools that we've spoken about, you know. So if, for example, you have, you have lead pages, but it still isn't as point and click easy for you to maybe set up your lead pages, you can go to Fiverr, type in lead pages and get lead pages experts that that's all that they do and, and hire somebody to do it for relatively very inexpensively, you know, that – Five dollars is not, you know, I have friends that I referred to Fiverr, and they came back and they said, oh, it wasn't five dollars to have my logo done. It was twenty dollars. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I apologize that you had to spend twenty whole dollars to do your logo. I mean, you know, be reasonable and, and realize that it's not, obviously, you're going to have to invest more in your business than five dollars. Five dollars is a jumping off point. But the beautiful thing is that Fiverr has created independence for a lot of people in other countries, like I, I work with a lot of people in Sri Lanka, in India, 
um, other in English-speaking countries who, for them, that $20, they wouldn't have had access to make that, and it may be a little bit of money to you, but for them, it, it helps their family have freedom. So, you know, I'm a big, big, big supporter of Upwork and Fiverr. Okay. Let's see. Okay, so graphics. Let's talk about graphics tools. All right. So Adobe Premiere is what I use in order to, like, if I was going to make graphics, but Adobe Premiere is very complicated if you don't have any kind of, like, specific background in that arena. It's It was easier for me because when in my previous, like, filmmaking life that I edited on, I used Adobe for editing, for video editing. So, you know, with the, the, the photo thing, it wasn't really a jump. However, Camtasia, a lot of people sing the praises of. I haven't used it myself, but Camtasia is really, I think it starts at three, and a lot of people do all kinds of things from creating PowerPoint slides to everything on Camtasia. I've heard nothing but good things about it. So Camtasia, definitely check it out if something like Adobe Premiere is a little bit more daunting for you. Uh, there is also Adobe Stock which I use, um, but there are all kinds of stock photo companies, and that's where you can buy your images. You don't want to be just stealing and snatching up images off of um, Google because, again, that's copyright infringement. That's stealing other people's intellectual property. You don't want it done to you, so don't do it to other people. Always accredit wherever you got anything from. To me, that applies to Instagram, Facebook, your blog, whatever. And don't think that you're too small to get sued, that, you know, if you start to use someone's photo, they can approach you, rightfully so, and, and give you a cease and desist and threaten to sue you. So in order to circumvent that and treat yourself in advance like you're a million-dollar corporation, if that's what you want, if you don't, you know, that's fine. Still treat yourself like you're a valuable commodity and corporation, company. I like better the word better than corporation. Um, then... You want to use stock photos, which means that you're purchasing photos to be able to use them. If not, then go out and take great photos. Again, you can do it with your phone or have someone take awesome photos that you can use in your branding and in your properties, um, your web properties with your phone. Okay? So, you know, those are, are your options, but I really like Adobe Stock. Um, then there are different apps that I use with my um for instagram so there's facetune which i love i'm looking there's afterlight there's word swag there's facetune 2 there's visco cam which a lot of people use so you know there's all kinds of apps that you can use for your for your instagram and your facebook pictures and also your blog pics and, again, that'll be a lot easier than Adobe Premiere if that's not something that's intuitive for you. Okay? All right. So I only have a few left to go. So I'm going to just check because we want to wrap up. Um, let me just see if there are any questions asking things that I haven't covered yet. Okay. Let's see. Yay. Akua says, so many gems. Yay, Akua. Thank you. Amazon is for the Amazons. Yes, finally, autoresponders. 
And then Charlotte says, can you do a podcast with just yourself until you get guests? Yes. Actually, Charlotte, the cool thing is that there are – you. my podcast in the beginning that I started that I said The Goddess Factory in 2005, it was literally just me. And so a podcast doesn't have to have guests. Like, that's just one format. It can be you – um, it can be you, you know, just giving advice every week. There are a lot of really cool podcasts that are like that. It can be you with the behind the scenes of your business. It can be, it can be anything. At one point, I, I had the idea of, because my, my thing, my parents are so wise and they like crack me up. I was going to do like a family podcast, like have my family tell all their crazy stories and whatnot, you know? So a podcast can be whatever you want it to be. Oh, and I love your email address, Charlotte. So let me know if I can share people share that with people. Not because I want them to email you, but just because I think it's a a, a beautiful email address. Um. So yeah. So all right. So let me just check any more questions. Akua, I love your energy today. Good energy. And Angela, I see. I I see before where you weighed in that you could hear me. Thank you. And my London sister, I see where you weighed in before either, before also. <laughs> it's lunchtime for me, so I'm loopy. And I see everybody else who is here. All right, so no more questions. I will get to, okay, she says I can share her email address. So Charlotte's email address is touched by abundance, which I love. Like, that's awesome. That is awesome, awesome, awesome. I was just setting up new passwords. With like I was telling you those systems like the Pulse and Zen, um, the Zendesk and stuff, and so I was making sure to set up for my team like really positive po- positive passwords. If you notice, like when with logging in here, like I always try to make it like affirmation so that by the act of logging into the call that you are already affirming something. And Charlotte, that's totally the energy of your email address, and we look forward to hearing about your podcast that you are going to get out of your notebooks and get into the world. All right, so let's see. All right, so let's talk about advertising. Advertising is an income stream, and there are tools that can help you to do that. And I had touched on this in a couple of, I think, a couple of conversations ago when I mentioned YouTube, and I said, you know, that even though I don't feel, I don't have a lot of views on YouTube, and I have, 11,000 subscribers or 12, maybe 12,000 now, 12,000 subscribers. The cool thing is that the money that my YouTube channel makes now, like it's enough to now just reinvest back in doing some YouTube ads, which I'm wanting to do more of. And so that's pretty cool. Um, And that will just help to get my videos in front of more people. And so, again, move away from – that mentality where we think every single thing has to be free, you know, you want to invest in your own business if you believe in it. So if that means Facebook ads, which I also find really valuable and really easy to do. If you have a Facebook business page, at the bottom of every post is a little blue box that says boost this post or boost here or something, boost, (laughs) where boost is there. And you can click that and you can spend a dollar to get your Facebook post in front of more people. And the reason why you have to do that is because Facebook set it up that if, you know, you have, I think I have 10,000 people on my Facebook page, um, those 10,000 people, although they're the ones that clicked and said, you know, there, there are 10,000 people on who are, who are 
who like the page and then 10,000 or 9,000 who are following the page. Those two things are separate. And so although they are the ones that opted in basically to my Facebook page, Facebook will only show like 10% of people any post that I do. So, you know, if when you post something, if only 100 people are going to see your post and you want to show it to more of your audience, then you have to pay Facebook basically by boosting the post, which is their fancy word for advertising, to get your post out to more people. Um, you know, a lot of people like me are very annoyed by that. But again, Facebook is a free tool and they are a business. They're not a charity. So they are going to need to make money in the ways that they need to make money. I believe in my business. I believe in my message and I believe in sharing what I came to teach. So if that means putting money back into the Facebook cycle of things, then I have to do that with gratitude and be like, you know, how awesome that just for X amount of money for like, you know, few dollars that I can reach people all over the world with what I came to share, you know, and do it and do it gleefully, do it gleefully. All right. So Instagram ads, Instagram is owned by Facebook. So that's relatively the same Uh, underneath any underneath any Instagram picture. You'll see the word promote, and you can click that and spend as little as a dollar to share your Instagram posts with various people. You can have different goals. For some people, the goal may be to get more likes. For some people, the goal may be to get more sales, right? Um, So be very clear on what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it. And like I said, just start. Just start to be able to start to invest to give back to your business. Every dollar that you make isn't to go in your pocket. Some of it is going to go into your life, make your life easier, you know, more gleeful, more joyful. And then some of it you'll invest back in your business, you know, because your business is a living, breathing entity. And so she needs to be fed. She needs to be nurtured. She needs to be taken care of in order to grow and to move forward. All right? So I'm going to just check here. Just to see. Oh, here's a question from Stacy. Stacy, you're at the eleventh hour, but we have twelve minutes, and I'm gonna answer your question. All right, let me just see. Uh, I answered that. Answered that. Answered that. All right. So Stacy says, "What's the best way to market a book?" I've done all the marketing that I could think of. Yay! Is this my girl Stacy from my from um? From Google, from my Google, what's it called, Google Plus page? Stacy, is this you? I see Texarkana, and I think I feel like you were from somewhere around there. If so, Stacy, write in. Let me know if that's you, um, and let me know what the name of your book is so that I can share it with everybody who's on this call. All right, so what's the best way to market the book? This is a really important question and such a big question that actually one of the kits that is going to be a part of the Spiritpreneur Warrior Business Sisterhood is going to be named Author in a Box because, you know, promotion, sharing your book, sharing your business is really important. So, Stacy, what you want to do is you want to have a combination of in-person, live and in-person um, ways that you can share your book, and you want to be able to market and share your book online as well. Probably a, like 75% online and 25% in person. So, Stacy, let me know what the book is just so that I can know also the genre because that will help me know how you can best market it. So, 
with marketing your book, there are a number of different things that you can do. I urge you to think out of the box. So with my first book there, like I sat on my behind <laughs> until the book was like two months away from coming out and then realized, oh, wait, I'm supposed to market this. I thought that because I had a publisher that they were going to do that. And then as time was approaching and there was nothing planned, I was like, okay. And then I sprung into gear. And so some of the things that I did to market that book were – I was a part of a tour with other authors. It was called the Divas of Literature Tour. And so that is something that you could very easily do. I'm going to just tell you how right now. So Stacey, if you're with Stacey, I think you are. I think that you write poetry. So if that's you, right, and you're in Texarkana and you write poetry, you could find four other women online. Wouldn't be hard. You know, we all live online right now. You can find four other women who are poets in different genres, maybe different kinds of poets. So if you write love poems, maybe someone writes social justice poems, maybe someone writes quirky, funny poems, I don't know. Find four other women. And each of you lives in a city, right? And now this would take a little bit of investment. You could create a tour where each person who's in each city is responsible for contacting her local bookstore, putting together a appearance the bookstore makes money because people are going to buy books right so now you are coming into town to do that event and give it a grand name like the tour that i was on it was called like i said divas of literature that sounds amazing divas of literature tour it was me other authors it was organized by renee daniel flagler jackie christie from basketball wise or la basketball wise she was one of the authors that was also on the tour, right? So maybe you can get one higher profile person or something that's on the tour. And then now you all go and you appear. You do these joint appearances, lots of pictures, lots of video, lots of promotion of your book. And your book now is more exciting by association with all of these other people. And you've opened yourself up to their audiences. They've opened themselves up to your audience. And wow, look at that. That is amazing. Now. If you do something like this, I have to stress, it's critical that you do a lot of photos, a lot of, um, you know, whatever the hashtag is, a lot of posting. A lot of people do, do live events and they think that's it, all right, I've done that. No. Right now in our current market, if, if, it, if it hasn't been broadcast, if it's not on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, it didn't happen, all right? I know that sounds harsh, but it didn't happen. It just literally did not happen. So... Make sure that you, you know, do that. If you can't afford to do something like that, um, and although, you know, I just gave you a kind of low-cost way to do it, that you could do it with Airbnb, et cetera, if you can't afford to do that, then create your own local tour. Contact, you know, ten, seven, make it easier number, seven local bookstores within driving distance of your house. So that can include, you know, up to one or two states over, right? So now put together this tour. Again, bookstores, it's a free appearance because they make money with you selling books. I would get one other person just because, A, it makes it less scary. B, you then, like I said, can draw from each other's audiences. And you could do the same exact model. You could actually even do it with four four people. Um, I've done that when Barnes & Noble invited me to speak. You know, part of it was because I was scared and insecure, and I felt like nobody's going to show up to just see me. So I said to Barnes & Noble, I was like, I have an idea. 
I'm going to put together for you a panel of, like, badass women. We're going to talk about the issues with women and blah, 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 made up something, and they thought it sounded great, <laughs> right? So that was kind of out of the box. Another out-of-the-box thing, you know, thing that you can do is if your book, for example, is about food, you can have appearances be in, you know, food-related places, restaurants, you know, that kind of thing. Make it fun. Make it an adventure. Make it exciting. When it comes to online also, you can't stay just within your own platform. You can't stay just on your own blog. You can't stay just within your own site. You've got to go out and guest blog, you know, guest vlog, be a podcast guest have people interview you, and the worst pitch that you can make to anyone, and I've heard this all the time, and I hear this every day, and from now on, I guess Zendesk will be hearing it, (laughs) is that people say, you know, interview me to help me out. No. No, no, no. That is the worst pitch and I, I can't like trust you. I people tweet that to me, you know, help me out and share my book. No. Why? What's in it for my audience? You're not making a good case for what you're selling if your pitch is do this to hook me up and help me out. No. So figure out with any outlet that you're pitching what's in it for them. What's in it for their audience? Why would their what what makes This curator of content, a shining star to their audience by presenting you. What is it that you came to bring, to teach, to entertain? And if you're not doing any of those things, you need to step your game up. People want, we want to be entertained. We want to be entertained. I don't care who you are. If you're, you know, Dr. Phil and Yama may, you know, be coaches and psychologists or, you know, but they are entertainers. So if you're putting yourself out there, you don't want to be the teacher that everyone is falling asleep on, you know. And so, again, there are different ways to do that. For some people, your DNA may say that you're a stronger presenter in writing or audio or video, whatever it is, find that. So then that's the next thing that you can do is how are you broadcasting in the world? So whether it is writing, video, you know, video or audio, there needs to be some kind of regular content, some kind of regular place where we're coming back to you when you're saying, hi, my name is Stacy, and I'm the author of such and such a book. And, you know, and where we are then now further drawn into your world deeper and deeper. Okay, so Stacy says, yes, it's me. Hi, Stacy. Yay. She says her book is named rejuvenation, innocent until proven guilty. That is poetry. And then the next one is precious jewels, which is fiction. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the fiction book first um, briefly because we're coming to a close. But what you could do with the with the fiction book is you could have actors, you know, hire or, or ask, you know, just ask them to, to come and do it for people to come and act it out. Act out your book live. Like, how much fun would that be? Like, dinner theater. I've seen that. I've been a part of things like that. Um, and I've I've participated for free in that. My friend, same friend, Renee Daniel Flagler, who did the tour, she did a, a dramatic rendition of her book, and I was a part of it. And it was fun, and it was exciting, and it was more engaging for the audience than a plain old reading. You could, with Bear, back in the days, I set up a blog where I was blogging as my main character. And so I set up a blog where she was interviewed by other fictional characters. I had an interview with her and Carrie Bradshaw. Carrie Bradshaw interviewing Maya, who's the lead character in Dare. 
So think out of the box. How can you make it more entertaining? You want to get ideas from movies. Look how they promote movies. All of those things I mentioned are things that they do when they promote movies. The reason why when you go to, you know, a screening of certain things, an advanced screening, they give you all kinds of, like, fun, hokey things that have nothing to do with the movie, you know, is because they're promoting. They want to make it fun. They want you to say to your friend, hey, look at this, you know, crazy thing that I got at this, you know, hey, look, I went to see Fifty Shades and I got this whip. I don't know that they're doing that, but (laughs) they're not. They should, you know, and so – what is that item? What are those things? Are there precious your, – your title is precious, precious Jewels. Are there some kind of faux jewels that you could be mailing and giving out to people? You know, how can you make it an experience, okay? And if you feel like you have exhausted everything with these two books, then build it into the next book and make it – you know, put a lot of lead time into promotion. Don't just be like, you wrote the book now, ta-da, here's my book. No, look at the movies. Like, look right now, they're promoting movies that are coming out in June. They're promoting TV shows that are coming out in May and April. So have that lead time so that we have anticipation, which is a powerful drug, so that, you know, we're like, yay, I can't wait to be a part of that. It's the reason why, you know, in part, that I'm like, you know, I'm having these conversations with you, and right now, if you wanted to, you can't go and register for the Spiritpreneur uh, Warrior Business Sisterhood. Until Wednesday is when just the doors open. You know, we begin with the doors open Wednesday, so it's like, yay, okay, I want to, I can't wait. Like, right now, people are like, people are asking me here in the questions, they're like, I want to sign up, I want to sign up, I want to sign up. That's what you want people to be with your book. You want them to be like, yay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited, where do I get the book? And then you can open pre-orders right, and maybe offer free books to people who do reviews so that you get higher in the Amazon rankings, and then just go for it, okay? So I'm going to have to leave it there, Stacey. Um, If you want to join us for further conversation, come on over to my Facebook sister circle at tinyurl.com slash mysacredsuccess. That's my private Facebook group, and it's a nice small, it's not the 10,000 people, it's a nice small intimate group that I think right now is only 400 people um, with, you know, where we can interact, okay? So I hope to see you there and, you know, share your book, share what you've got going on. All right, my love. So we are present, we are here, and we are bringing this conversation to a close. I will later on post the link where you can get all of these resources in our Facebook group. And I want to just close with a blessing or an intention, if that word is more comfortable for you. And I want to say just we are grateful, you know, Creator, Universe, Most High, we are so grateful. Thank you so much for bringing us together as a sisterhood to have these these conversations. Thank you so much for helping us to know ways that we could spread our mission, our message in the world. Thank you so much for helping us to find other like-minded goddesses who are also about spreading the light. And thank you for helping us to continually evolve and step greater into ourselves and have the courage to speak our truth collectively and individually and to that we say amen ashe and so it is all right take a deep breath and i thank you for having the courage to be a part of this conversation be seen be heard be a movement and i will see you soon i'll see you in the next one the conference is now completed goodbye
Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID, followed by the pound key. Thank you. Guest ID accepted.